You're listening to the Cathedral Podcast. To learn more about Cathedral, like service times or how to get connected with a small group, visit wearecathedral.com. Today's message comes from Pastor Eddie Tilly. Yeah, give yourselves a hand, Cathedral. Man, y'all in here representing this morning. I heard that. Your little picture popped up there. Woo! Yes. Well, we are so excited. Y'all feel the energy in the room this morning? Y'all feel it when you came through the doors? Y'all see all that stuff stacked up out there, all that stuff we've been doing all week, serve week? You feel it? Doesn't it feel good? You know why? Because this week, we have been the absolute closest. I don't think we have been any closer to the heart of God than we've been this week. Even closer than the 21 days of prayer and fasting. I'm telling y'all, man, we have been right in there, nuzzled up, as close as you can get to the heart of God. Now, if you're here for the first time, you've never been here before, you're in the room, or if you're online, welcome to all the online people, and you're like, man, I like this guy. He really dresses down for the service. That's what I'm talking about. These are our Serve Week t-shirts, which, by the way, MT, I'd like to put in my request next year for a black one. Yeah, why is that? I'll tell you why, because this thing adds 30 pounds. I am not fat. It's the shirt. Shirt makes me look that way. That was confirmed in the last service when a guy came up to me and said, you're right about that shirt. He's talking about for him, not me. Talking about for him. But we, so we have, all the way down from the design of the shirts, which MT and his crew did, which was so good, this whole week we have been out in the community doing serve projects. So this service is going to be a little bit different than normal. Normally we would have a sermon. We're not going to have a sermon this weekend. We're going to do some celebrating because we got some stuff to celebrate. Yes, all this serve stuff that's been going on. But before we do that, I need to address an issue. All right, so it's, yeah, I know it's bad. We're going to go ahead and get that out of the way right now because some of y'all got a problem. Yep. I'm going through all these serve project pictures. Some of y'all were in more than one project. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some of y'all are serial servers. That's right. And I saw your picture. I just want to tell you, I just want to handle that up front, okay? So, so I'm proud of you. I'm glad. But let's just, you know, just want to make, make sure everybody's aware of that before we move on. But I do want to move on with our opening scripture, which comes out of Acts, which we put on this T-shirt. And it's so, so good. It comes out of chapter 20. This is Paul talking. He says, I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by what? Working hard. Absolutely. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. How many of y'all can say amen to that, brother? Because I got blessed this week. Yes. Isn't that so cool? I mean, y'all have been such a blessing to people out there. But would you agree with me that you might have walked away hot, sweaty, nasty, tired. But man, did you feel good? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. You know you did. So here's what we're going to do this service. I'm literally going to go through all the projects because I just, when I was trying to figure out how to do the message and what that would look like, there's lots of different ways we can do this. Sometimes we'll try to get ahead of a story. Like we already know ahead of time we're going to do a big project for this certain person. So we're going to shoot some video ahead of time, get their testimony. What does this project mean to them? Get some follow-up stuff. Put together a really big, nice piece that just sort of nails all of what Serve Week is like. 
but really didn't have that this, this time. What I felt like the Lord wanted us to all enjoy was the overwhelming success of how much we've served this week. I was overwhelmed looking at all of it. I got very overwhelmed. And I was like, I need to share this overwhelming feeling. So I want all of y'all to get overwhelmed just like I did as we go through all of these projects. We're going to start in tights. We're going to kind of start in the house and then just sort of slowly move out. Our very first project I want to tell you about is one called the Guest Service Closet Cleanup. We got two of the sweetest little ladies in this church. Little Miss Patsy that sits up there at that front desk. Oh, yeah, she got a fan club. And one of her little best friends, Miss Carolyn, they got, we got a guest services closet, and they got in there. We got stuff in Lawson Fat in there, been back there for 35 years. They got in there, cleaned it all up, sorted all through it, got it all. I love that they just wanted to be a part of it. You know, they can't get out there and go out there and mow grass and do all that kind of stuff, but they want to do a part. So they got that closet all in order. Then we have our Cathedral Academy costume closet cleanup, because I don't know how many of y'all know. But Miss Amy Brace sitting here on the front row, she, has, she puts on amazing productions for the school. And when she does, that closet just gets out of hand. Yeah. So her and this other lady, okay. All right. If anybody knows that gal in the cowboy hat, y'all give her my number. Mm-hmm. That's you, babe, right there. That's all right. Woo. Yeah. All right. Hang on. That cold water right there. All right, here we go. They got that all cleaned up and organized. Here's a biggie. Cathedral Academy Furniture Assembly. Well, Eddie, what's the big deal about that? Let me tell you something, man. Our Cathedral Academy staff, they are so rock solid. These people could make a whole lot more money teaching somewhere else, in a public school system or whatever, but they feel called to the vision of our school here at Cathedral Academy. And so they give so, and they give way more than we could ever pay them back for. So part of what we try to do is, how can we take some weight off of you? And part of that is this furniture assembly, like, like putting this stuff together for them. Because I don't know, anybody recognize that furniture right there? Ikea. Exactly right. And let me tell you something. They, anybody familiar with the demon of Ikea? The Ikea demon. So these are licensed furniture exorcists. They get on that box. They slap some anointing oil on that thing. They pray over it, and then they get it all out, and they start putting it together, and they're rebuking the demon the whole time they're putting it together, just keeping that demon of Ikea off of them while they're putting that furniture together. That's a real thing, very real thing. So that's just kind of some of the stuff that we did right here in-house. So now we're going to kind of take one more step outside of the church and go to what I would call like our neighbors. And these are our single moms, our widows, our disabled veterans, um, people that, that just are having a hard time. There's just some things that they can't get done for themselves. And my favorite one, y'all heard me talk about it several times, is Grandma Wyndham's deck. Look at Grandma Wyndham on her brand new deck right there, y'all. Isn't that cool? Yes. So these guys put in two solid days, eight hours a day, tore down her old deck, built her new one. It's kind of funny. They had to take Grandma Wyndham off-site for the project. Here's why. Grandma Wyndham's 93. Grandma Wyndham's got some dementia setting in, and so she can't remember everything. But what she does remember is, this is my property, and what she does know is if you on my property and you're not supposed to be there, I will grab the broom and I will get you off my property. 
So Grandma Wyndham, she's spry. I mean, she might be 93, but she still got, she got some fight in her. So her son had to get her off-site so that the project workers weren't dodging her and her broom while they're trying to get that deck built. But I thought that's just so awesome. What a, what a great project. It's such a good project. Then here's my crew at Miss Sandra's house. This is one of the widows in our church. And so we went over there, and she's just precious. She's precious as the day is long. And so we went over there, and we cut stuff down and tore stuff up and ripped stuff out. We hauled off two trailer loads full of things. And so that was just a fun, fun project just to put some life into Miss Sandra and just help do some things. She does a lot for herself. But how many of you know when you're a, when you're a widow, when you're a single mom, when you're a single parent, period? I mean, you've just got a lot going on, right? And so things just begin to pile up. So you do a lot for yourself. But then there's, some, there's just some things that unless somebody can help you out and, and lend a helping hand, sometimes it can just get overwhelming because it just begins to stack up and get to be too much. So that was a fun project working with their uh, Miss Jeanette's Electrical. Now, we ain't got no pictures of Miss Jeanette's Electrical because that was a very small project. Uh, just me and my wife, we went over there. She had a couple of electrical things. But Miss Jeanette is another widow who's in the church. And here's what I love about Miss Jeanette. She's a part of our growth track team. And if you ever go through the growth track and you have the fortune of her being your growth track table leader, she is going to mama the fire out of you. She just can't help it. She is going to mama you. and She just gives and gives. Yes, she does. But here's what I loved about this project. Um, my wife and I went, it literally took five minutes to, to fix the problem. But then we spent about 25, 30 minutes sitting down talking with her, and the comment that she made afterwards, it just, whew, got to me, was she was just talking to somebody else uh, in the ministry about it and said, you know, I just appreciate it that I feel like somebody saw me. This woman's here every Sunday, serves every Sunday, and she just said, thank you for seeing me. Like, not just seeing me when I'm sitting at the growth track table, not just seeing me when I'm, when I'm doing, but seeing me and recognizing that there's a need there. Because that's the biggest thing I realized when we're in the house. I said, oh, my gosh, if you're in this place, and for her, this is a very fresh journey. She's just a couple of years into this. And now you don't have that person in the home that would take care of all these things that so many of us take for granted because we can just do them. You can just have this person do it or that person do it, and they don't have that person. And so just having somebody near them to have the awareness, because I literally sent her a message. I said, you better find something for me to do. Because, you know, she, she's got her house is, is fairly new, so she lives in a nice house and all that. So her yard is nice and manicured. She didn't have no problem with that. But I knew, I said, they got to be something, so find something, dadgummit, because I'm coming over. Anyway, all right, let's go on to the next one, Garage Demo. This is a, uh, a single mother that lives next door to one of our folks, and uh, this is just a good-looking crew. This is some of those repeat offenders, serial, serial servers, right there, Miss Tess on the end on the left. That's her. She's one of them. And Maurice over there on the right, he's another one of them. Look at the size tools they got in their hand. And Tess showed up with that thing. She's like, this is mine. I'm going to hit something. Y'all show me something I can hit. So they tore down the garage because, this again, this is a single mother's old dilapidated garage. We got video. Let's check out the, let's check out the actual coming down. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. Every man in here just like, mm. that's just a good project right there. 
I love that. Love that. This next one's another one of my favorite. This is Miss Marlene Spence. And Miss Marlene is one of our young single ladies here in the church who, again, just does and does and does and does. She is my right-hand person in our small groups ministry. She helps me out. She gives so many hours, you can't even count them. So her project wasn't huge. She just needed some help sealing a privacy fence, and she didn't know how to do that. So we just got one of our families who volunteered to take part in that. This is the black family. Now, let me tell you all about them. Y'all don't know what y'all, yeah, give them a hand. Y'all don't know what's happening right here. I'm going to hang on to this picture because this is a rare sighting. You don't ever see the black family in a picture. They do not like getting their picture taken. We got the whole group of them right there in one picture. All of them. They don't like that. I'll go get in trouble for that later. It's all right. I could take it. Uh, the Hunt's Yard. This, oh, my gosh, another precious uh, couple. This is, um, this is uh, James and Sherry. And they're each on the end. And James and Sherry came to Cathedral not too long ago, but man, they dove in with both feet. They joined, they went to Growth Track, joined the Growth Track ministry, started leading small groups. They both lead their own small group, and they had a neighbor. And as you could tell, just a, a single young lady that's one of their neighbors. And so they just decided, you know what, our small group, we're going to do this project. We're just going to go out there and get her yard back in shape because it was just overgrown over time. You know, things had just kind of gotten out of hand. So they got out there, pushed mowing, doing all that kind of stuff and just helped her out. And just, just a huge, another blessing, a family that's a huge blessing. Windsor Hill house cleanup happened right back here in the back of Windsor Hill. Look at this precious lady right there in the middle. Look at her on her porch. And she's just so excited. They cleaned everything up. Um, she didn't have any mulch in her beds. Her beds were completely overtaken with weeds. So they weeded all the beds. They, they, they themselves purchased the mulch and put the mulch in her beds and just got her yard all nice and dressed up. And you can tell by that smile, that was just such a huge, huge blessing to her. This next one, to yeah, give them a hand. Give them a hand. Y'all can do that anytime you want. This is your celebration. A shed teardown, another one of my favorites because they got a live possum. Look at that right there in the middle. Heck yeah, man. They got up underneath that deck. My man come out. Got a possum. Don't know what you want to do with him, but I got him. Now, for all you animal lovers, possum's still alive. All right, he was successfully relocated. No harm came to the possum. But another cool part about this story is while they're over there doing all this work, um, this single mother, by the way, her neighbor comes over, elderly gentleman. He's like, what are y'all doing over here? They couldn't tell because our shirts, they say, sir, but you got to put your glasses on to, to see it. That's what all the old people say. I had one guy tell me, he said, man, I had to get my glasses out to find my serve shirt in the bedroom. So he, so he comes over there to find out what we're doing, and they told him, he's like, oh, my gosh, that is awesome. Thank you all for caring for her and taking care of her like that and, and just being such a huge help to her. I know she's been wanting to get that done for so long, and she couldn't afford to get it done, and we don't have anybody that lives right here that, you know, is strong enough to be able to do that for her. So he said, man, y'all doing a great job. Y'all keep it up. And then he started to walk off, and one of the people said, what are you going to go do? He said, well, I'm going to go over here and, and work on my yard because he lived right next door. They're like, we'll come over there and help you. Go, no, 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 y'all do it. They're like, no, man, we almost done with this. Half of them left that project, went over to his house, and got his yard all straightened up. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right, this next one is Camelot Cleanup. And I don't have any pictures for Camelot Cleanup because that's actually happening today. Now, I know some of you daggum serve junkies out there right now. I can see you. You're going, hey, man. Dude, like, hey, hey, man, like, where's that, where's that, uh, where's that project, that Camelot project, man? Come on. 
help a brother out, man. Come on. I mean, I'm, a, I'm a Jonesing, man. I'm just, I, just need a, I just need a little serve. You know what I mean? Just a little, just a little serve. Just a little something, man. Just a little something. Help me. Help. Okay? Now, I'm not going to tell you where the project is at, okay? But I will tell you it's in Goose Creek, and it's called Camelot. So I'm assuming Camp. So if you want to get on out there and do your own private eye in and see if you can hunt it down, you feel free to go out there and check it out. That is for a disabled veteran, by the way. This last one, helping, not la- is this the last one in this group? It might be. Helping Cottageville neighbors. Look at this crew right here. Look at that. Oh, yeah, they in here. They in here. You know what's really cool? Y'all see those red T-shirts? Those are our pre-COVID T-shirts. Them guys are still hanging on to them things. I love that. But this was, this is the Ryland family that put that whole group together. You got the Rylands, you got the Bears, you got the Gausses, you got all kind of people in there. And you got that poor girl right there that is so sick of her mom taking her picture. Look at that. Mom, stop taking my picture. (laughs) Yes. So here's what I love about this, though. This is some elderly folks that live out there in Cottageville, and these were storm-damaged trees just been laying in their property. And they can't get rid of them. Well, y'all know what happens when you got trees laying on the ground, right? Snakes, rats, all kind, all kind of just bad stuff. So they went out there, cut those trees up, and that's, that's a major expense, right? Because if you know anything about cutting down a tree, a dead tree eats your chainsaw up. So they went through several blades on their chainsaws just cutting that big old sucker up and getting rid of it. But that was just a huge, huge blessing. So that's kind of helping out our neighbors. But then we also had some groups that were what I would call like serving our community. And some of that was directly like helping um, like the city of North Charleston. Some of it was through organizations like this one, the Charleston Youth Development Center, which I didn't know that much about them. So I looked them up online to find out they're about information. This is pretty cool. They were founded in 1790. And they are a direct descendant of Charleston Orphan House, which I did not know this either, but was America's first publicly funded orphanage. And so what they do is they provide care for children that are uh, victims of physical, sexual abuse or neglect or abandonment. So this is a great example of, you know, you've got an organization like this, and they're doing great work, but, you know, usually they're short-staffed. And so it's the little things like the organizing of the shed or the repainting of the swing or the keeping. Those are the things that they need to be done, but they're doing all they can do to get the staff to care for the children. And provide the services for the children. So for somebody to come in and say, you know what, I know you're slammed, I know you're... And I know, as the leader of that organization, I can imagine, it's, a, it's a woman, I can imagine her coming in and thinking, that's just always in the back of her mind. I've got to get that shed taken care of. I've got to repaint that. I've got... But what comes first, right? You've got to take care of the children. That's got to be priority number one. So to have somebody come in and say, you know what, can I just go ahead and take all those things in the back of your mind off your list? So you can just stay, remain focused on those children. I would love to do that for you. So what a great project that was to do. Then we had, yeah, give them a hand. Give them a hand. Then this next one, Benny Rader got a bunch of people together, and they fed the vets. Fed the vets, yes. These guys put in over 80 man hours and fed over 65 veterans. 
Yes, we have a, there's a home down on Rivers Avenue that we partner with, and this is a home for veterans who have just hit a hard place, a tough place in life, and they're trying to get a fresh start. They're trying to get a, a brand new leg up and get out there, back out and being functional in society. And so this, this is that first step for them. So there's a lot of things that we do for them, and they're always so appreciative and thankful. And so Ben and his guys went in there and just, and just did such a great job in serving them. And then another great one is the Homeless Camp Love. Um, this is a really cool ministry, I think, because you're going to notice you're not going to see a lot of pictures of the people that live there because they don't want you to take their pictures. Um, I don't think we realize, like, when you're dealing with the homeless, you can't just go busting up in there and do, you know, do stuff and, and bail out. They, they won't let you in there. Or if you go in there, they'll just all be gone. It takes a long time to build that relationship. And Ransom Grooms, who's a part of our maintenance staff, he's been working for over, yeah, there you go. He does. He deserves that because he's been working for over two years to build that relationship to be able to get access to, so that they can trust him. Because they, they don't want anything to do with somebody that you're going to come in there and do all this stuff so you can feel better about yourself and then leave. They, they, they're all about, you know, do you really, again, do you really see me? Am I a project, or do, you, or do you really see me? And these are people that struggle with so many different problems. A lot of them are mental health issues, and, and Ransom has just done such a good job of building that trust relationship to where he can go. And he always has to go in with a super small group. He can't go in there with 10 dozen people. You know, it's always a very small select group of people that he'll take in there, and he lets them tell him this is what we would, you know, this is what would help us. You know, we don't want you to come in here and give us a bunch of stuff. We don't want you to come in here and we're going to clean up. They don't want that. They do have needs, particular needs, but they want it to be more of kind of an intimate thing with people that they know that they can trust. And, and the thing, you know, when you see these homeless camps or you see people that are homeless, man, everybody's got a story, right? You don't know how they got there. You don't know why they're there. And really, you don't need to. You know, you just, if you could just have that heart of just serving them and just looking past anything you might see with your eyes and just see what God sees, which that's his child, that's his son, that's his daughter, that's his family. And so he just wants to know can I find some of my family that will come take care of family? So, anyway, I love, I love that group. This next one's a really cool one, too. Diaper bags for pregnant mothers. This was through a group called I Serve With Joy. And Yakisha Booker led that, and they put in over 32 man hours stuffing over 150 diaper bags for pregnant mothers in need. Yes. So this coming week, they'll have, they'll have a time there at the facility where so many young girls from the low country that are pregnant that just are not financially able to get the basics, again, that you and I take for granted, they'll be able to come in and get those fully equipped diaper bags, which I think is awesome. Another service like that is our blessing bag drive, and there's no pictures for that because it literally is in progress right now, and you can go online and see that in the serve groups. There'll be a link up there this week that you can click to participate, like purchase items. What they do is they collect school items for school children in need, and they pack um, backpacks full of all the basic school items, and then they have an event where the children come, um, children and families that are in need, and they give those backpacks to them that are just full of all the basic stuff that they're going to need to be successful in school. 
And then we had uh, Jen and Nico Brace that put in 18 man hours with their little crew, just picking up trash, picking up trash out there at Park Circle, doing their thing. I love it. It's the big things and the little things. Yes, it is. And then our fuel crew, our youth ministry, they actually did a couple of things. One was the MUSC snack drive. So I was not aware that the MUSC Children's Hospital, one of the things that they provide to the children every single day, they've literally got somebody that goes up and down the halls with a snack cart. Because, you know, if you're a kid, you want a snack, right? Doesn't matter if you're sick or not. You want some snacks. And so they raised over 460 individual snacks to donate to MUSC for their children's hospital, which I thought was awesome. Then we got the Community Farmer's Market. This is a really awesome. This actually happens every month here at Cathedral. It's an opportunity for us to partner with some local um, vendors that have fresh produce, and we are able to distribute that produce, but it's highly driven by the amount of volunteers we have. Well, for this particular project, we had 52 volunteers. 52, 157 man hours, and they served over 500 people. I mean, look at all them bags, man. That's a lot. And that's good food, too. That's not processed junk. That's like good, fresh produce. I love that. I could stand to eat some of that myself. Then another project for the fuel crew, which was awesome. A lot of you guys participated in this. It was the fun run to raise canned food for the Low Country Food Bank. So what a lot of you guys did, like I did last week, was we had all them young guys out there with pads, and they were taking down names, and you pledged X amount of cans per mile that they would run. So Friday, this past Friday, they all gathered up here, and they ran, I think for two hours is what they ran. And then however many miles they ran, you would give that many cans. Now, me thinking like me, I'm thinking in two hours, I don't know, I'm going to get a good strong mile and a half. I could, I could walk fast and maybe get that in there. So I pledged a high amount of cans, and then my person ended up running like five miles. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so I got a pile of cans. I had to send my wife to Sam's. I'm like, babe, you got to go to Sam's. We got to get some of them big old box things full of canned goods. But here's what they did. They ran over 100 miles and collected over 4,700 canned goods. Yes. However, I will say this. It did take its toll because we have a before picture. This is how they look. Look, See how fresh and young they look before? Look what happened after when they crossed the fence. Boom. Uh, Yeah. There you go. So, hey. They took one for the team. You know what I'm saying? So good on them. All right, we got two more to talk about. These are both um, what I call international trips. So you see how we're moving further out, further out. So started in the house, went to our neighbor, went to the community. Now we're going out of the country. We had a father-son, David Kynard and his son, that decided to do a father-son serve by going to Peru. So they actually joined up with a missions team, went over to Peru. They're over there right now. So they're doing medical missions, they're working with children, doing some really, really cool stuff over in Peru. And then our last one is with an international group, but it's right here down the road, it's Water Missions International. Boom, there you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's Destiny's crew over there. Yeah, yeah. See, you didn't even have to say anything, she got it for you. There you go. 
So their crew, you know, it's kind of hard to tell, but you can see this right picture. They're up on a roof. Now, you can't see how big that roof is. If you look beyond them, you'll see another building the same size, a massive roof. And again, this is one of those places where they're doing so much good. If you don't know much about them, they go into these third world countries to very remote, unreached people groups and provide fresh, clean water. That is the biggest need. So they have a system that they have developed where people can get fresh, clean water. So that is huge. But again, like anywhere else, you're doing as much as you can to get enough people to make those things happen. Meanwhile, there's maintenance stuff that needs to happen as well, and it's just hard to stay on top of that. So these guys went in there. They put a new roof on there. They helped them with a whole bunch of stuff on the inside. And then this one little girl was even inspired to do a little freestyle rap about water missions. Check it out. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So let's, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this celebration up. And I want to do that by just sort of driving home how important it is to God what you guys have been doing all week long. I want to go to the book of James chapter 2. And this, the whole chapter is just amazing. When it comes down to doing and what God wants us to do. It is just a great chapter to read. But in this particular uh, set of verses, 18 to 20, James is kind of having a pretend argument with, obviously, what he hears a lot of time in his church in that day. He said, now, someone might say, hey, some people have faith, others have good deeds, end of quote. So that's the argument. He comes back and says, well, I would say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. Then the person has an answer. You say, well, you know what? I have faith because I believe there's only one God. There's only one way into heaven. He says, you know what? Good for you. Even the demons believe that, and they tremble in fear. How foolish, exclamation point. That's strong. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? So we see in the heart of God he doesn't just want you to talk the talk. He needs you to do some walking. He needs you to do some doing. I mean, I would argue, again, that what we've been doing all week is the absolute close. Okay, so y'all felt y'all feel the energy, right? The energy and the excitement. We're going through that. You see the life that's up there. Now, that is what attracted people to the early church. It wasn't the preaching. The preaching didn't attract people. You know who preaching attracts? Church people. Ain't no church person, not non-church person, say, hey, y'all got good preaching? They don't want to hear the preaching. You're going to do good to even get them through the doors. But what they do care about is the people they encounter out there with these big old smiles on their faces. 
these young guys that are holding these signs say, man, we're glad you're here. Man, today's better because you came today. That's the kind of stuff they care about. They could care less about the preaching. And when they see you in their neighbor's yard, like ants just like descending on a yard and within hours completely transforming it because the person that lives there just doesn't have the ability or the means to do it for themselves, that they care about. That will preach. So it's not the preaching. And this is, whoa, this one here. Y'all ain't even ready for this one coming right here. Mm, 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 mm. Same chapter, chapter 2, a couple verses later, verses 25 and 26. Rahab the prostitute is another example. She was shown to be right with God by what? Her actions. When she hid those messengers. Let me, let me go back and read that again. Rahab, the prostitute, was shown to be what? Right with, by her actions. There's something about the heart of God that that when God says, I don't look at the outward appearance. I look where no man can see. I look at the heart. And so when God sees you going out of your way to help somebody, to be kind to somebody, to, to, to do a service for them, to do something for them that they can't do for themselves, I would argue that you are the closest to God than you'll ever be in that moment. So I'm going to tell you what, somebody can tell me that they love my kids all they want to, but when I see them do something for my kids, then in my mind I say, oh my gosh, you love my kids. You saying it doesn't do that for me, but if I see you do something, that does it for me. Because I just got to confess to y'all. I just got to have a, I got a confession. I've been in the ditch when we started this serve week. Let me tell y'all why I was in the ditch. I try to stay up on what's going on in the world. I try to stay up with where people are at, what they're thinking. And I'm going to tell you what, man, the world's done gone slap crazy. But you know what's broke my heart more than the world? Is the church. I mean, you get on social media and on these YouTube videos and everything. Well, well we using the, we're using media, all right, to eat each other alive. I mean, we, we're at the moment we should be shining the brightest we've ever shown. And all we can do is talk about what church is getting it right and what church is going astray. And this leader ain't that and that and this worship team and don't listen to that. I'm thinking, oh, who cares? We're the church. And it's just broke my heart because I'm like, we're just, we're just, we're eating our own. Instead of taking advantage of one of the darkest days in human history to do what we've been doing all week and just shine. Just shine. So good news is y'all got me out the ditch. Y'all did. And you got me out the ditch because I started looking at all these pictures, the same one you're looking at. And I see all that life. And I see all that excitement, and I see all those smiles. I'm like, man, we are the church. We get it. We're doing it. I don't care what any other church is doing anywhere else. I don't want to know. I'm not responsible for them. You're not responsible for them. We're responsible for us. So, man, listen. Could y'all imagine if we, here's my thing. We used to do serve day. Then this year we did serve week. I think we might need to serve month. What y'all think about that? Yeah, right? Right? Because we got all excited about it. Man, the ball's just starting to steamroll. And then we'd be like, okay, we're done. No, man, it's, like, it's like it takes you a while to even begin to think. And this is what I realized. I started looking around. I was like, man, it takes us a while to get in the mode of seeing needs. 
Like when we first started talking about serve, we, hey, send us your project. Look for somebody you can help. Dude, they just, it was like a tea tiny drop every now and then dripping out. They weren't no projects coming in. But after we talked about it for a couple of weeks, and after y'all started thinking about it, and after you started slowing down, and you started looking around, you said, oh, my gosh, boom, 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 to where we end up with almost 25 serve projects. Like within a week, they all came in. And everybody all excited about it. So it's like, it's like you're in that vein now. So it's like you want to you keep it going. Maybe what we need to do is have a serve culture. How about that? A serve culture. That's what I'm talking about. So here's what we want to do. We want to give you guys a great next step. And here's the way we were going, and we're going to. I'm going to give it to you here in just a second. Here's what we were going to say. We were going to say, hey, guys, if you participated in these serve groups and you just had a blast, you had a ball, and you realized, hey, I like this serving thing. This is a lot of fun. I think I want to do more of that. We would love for you to go out here and talk to Liz and Brian, our guest services directors, and just have a conversation, no, no obligation. Just talk to them about what would that look like to start serving. Well, that would be great, except for the fact that all those pictures you just saw rifle through up there on that stage, they're all the people that are already serving. The big aha for me was I was like, I don't have to sell them on that. The reason they're serving and the reason they're having a ball doing it, did you see the smiles? Did you see all the fun that they were having? It's because they're already doing life together. They're all already connected. They're in guest services. They're in the cafe. They're in growth track. They're already doing ministry together. And so it was easy for them to say to their crew that they run with, man, let's go do a serve project. So then here is the pitch that I would like to make to you. I would love for everybody to experience that. If you've been looking at these pictures and thinking, man, that's what I, I thought church was going to be like when I came. That is what church is like. But it can't be like that if you're just, just sitting in the one service on Sunday. You know, a lot of times we kind of tiptoe around that about like asking people to give too much, like asking them to be here for too long. I had this biggest epiphany. I said, you know what? You know, God, the reason my walk with God is so strong is because from day one that I came to cathedral, I've been here the whole time. When we, had, when we had two services on Saturday and three on Sunday, I was at all of them. Not on staff, as a volunteer. Because here's the way I thought. I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm working 50, 60 hours a week, and I'm exposed to all kind of stuff. And I'm not getting any kind of encouragement, and I'm not getting any kind of built up. I need this. And so I would come in, just like our volunteers do now. They come in, and they'll come to one of the services and sit in it, just like you're sitting right now. And then they'll serve at the other one. Wherever the need is, it doesn't matter. Honestly, it doesn't matter because it's not, so, it's not at all about the thing that you're doing. It's about the people that you're doing it with. So all those smiles and everything that you just saw in this picture, that's the same thing you encounter when you walk through the front doors. It's the same thing you encounter when you take your children upstairs or drop your babies off in the nursery. It's the same thing because it's those people that have built these relationships together, and we want everybody to experience that. So if you're like, man, I, I think I might want to do that. We would love to have you do that. No obligation. Just asking you on your way out over to the left. You'll see Brian and Liz over there. And they just like to get your information just to have a conversation. Again, you're not signing up for anything. You're not saying, I'm going to do it. You're just saying, you know what? I'm willing to hear what you got to say. And we would love to have you do that. So would you stand with me? I want to bless two different groups of people in here. The first group is... Those of you that were in those pictures, those of you that are serving, those of you that are a part of the regular volunteer culture and serving culture here at Cathedral, I just want to bless you guys with just a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. 
that the Holy Spirit would just fill you up because it is a lot, and you give a lot, and you do a lot. But man, God will fill you up. The more you do, the more he will fill you up. That's just the way his economy works. You can throttle it back and sit back and dial it back, and the more you do that, that it cuts that flow off. If you want to see God move, like if your life is a wreck right now, like if you're in here and you're like, Eddie, my life, I ain't got nothing to give to nobody, you are the perfect candidate. You are. I'm, that's not a joke. You want to see things change? Get your mind off of that on a Sunday and come in here and start serving other people. And you watch and see what God does in your situation, your circumstance. I promise you. I dog promise you. I dead dog promise I, I lie possum promise you. God will turn that thing around. So that's group number one. Group number two is those of you that you're not involved. You've been coming for a while. You love the church. You love being here on Sunday. But you saw something of those pictures you really like. I want to bless you with the courage because it does take courage. It sounds so easy when we say, hey, just stop by out there. But I still remember those early days and what it felt like. It takes courage because you don't know what you're stepping into. But can I tell you this? You can trust us. You can trust us. We're not going to do anything to violate you. We're not going to do anything to violate your willingness to come to us and say, hey, I'd like to have a conversation. So I want to bless you with the courage to stop by on your way out. Just have a conversation with Brian and Liz. Just let them get your information and they'll have a conversation with you about you with you about this is what it looks like to serve at cathedral. And honestly, what it looks like are all those pictures you just saw up here on the screen. Amen. Amen. Lord bless you guys. You're the most awesome congregation that I know of anywhere in the world. You get it. You're doing it. You're on fire for it. Don't stop it. I pray God blesses you with the awareness of all these people that you've been serving. Man, God, if you could see his face, he has got the biggest proud daddy smile on his face you could ever imagine. I bless you with that visual that you walk, walk around with it for the rest of your week. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord bless you guys. Have a great Sunday. You've been listening to the Cathedral Podcast. If you were encouraged by today's message, leave us a rating and hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any questions about today's message or just want to reach out, send an email to questions at cathedralemail.com. Thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Have a blessed week.